Hello, and welcome to this episode of Special Advising, No Parent Left Behind. I'm your host, Mark Ingracia, and I have over 34 years of experience in the field of special education as a classroom teacher, a parent trainer, a tutor, and an advocate. This is a podcast for parents and caregivers of children along the spectrum of disabilities, but welcomes everyone interested in learning about topics from the world of exceptional needs, educational services, health and wellness, fitness, nutrition for you and your child, and more. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you like the show, please subscribe, like, comment, and tell your friends about it. This episode addresses the phenomenon of using robotic animals as comfort or companion pets for dementia patients, as well as individuals on the neurodiverse spectrum. After that, stay tuned for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip, followed by your good news community share. And for some extra help to inform your journey, visit the resource page of my website, specialadrising.com. Now let's switch on our batteries and settle in for another win. One of the most frustrating things about having my mom in an assisted living facility is the fact that I can't get to see her as often as I like to, due to work and other responsibilities. But even if it's 30 minutes, I do my best to make it happen whenever possible. And while I witness the gradual decline caused by the dementia and the changes that have disappeared the person who was once fully cognizant, my mom is still here, living, laughing, eating, breathing, and deserving of love care, and stimulation. The care part is enabled by my parents' ever-dwindling savings for these steep monthly bills. There were some good people who feed, change, and bathe her that I believe genuinely seem to love her or favor her for the sweet woman she remains. However, I know that even at that monthly cost, there isn't the direct attention that she needs and deserves often enough in order to stimulate reactions and interactions from her. I know that the only people who would really be capable of that in any meaningful way are her family. I take this very seriously and very much to heart. It is heartwarming when I am there to see her light up and interact, but not so much when I can't be there with her and I realize that she isn't being stimulated, leaving her dulled and seemingly tapped of her energy source, causing her to drift and disengage. Last December, when I was considering what my siblings and I could do for her, it occurred to me to purchase a pet robot dog as a companion. Would she know it was fake or would she think it was real? There was no way of knowing for sure, but I had a strong suspicion that she would react as if holding the real deal. The machine can bark, beg, wag its tail, and turn its head. It was worth a shot as I envisioned it to be a comfort in the absence of family. And happily, I was right. From the moment she was presented with the dog on her lap, she lit up and immediately began talking to it, just as she used to talk to our real dogs when I was a kid. Her words this time were limited, but they were spontaneous and wonderful. It was beautiful to see that it gave her such joy. And it was okay to me that she thought it was real, because why not? It made her happy, and still does. Were my mother a bit more independent and could ask for her dog the benefits might stretch out longer over her days. I have to remind the aides to give her the dog when I'm not there, which is frustrating, but I'll keep working on it. Studies support my observations, saying, indeed, robot-assisted activities have already been applied in several cases, including reducing loneliness in elderly care, mitigating stress and fatigue in workplaces, and promoting therapies for vulnerable social groups. 
In an article from cbinsights.com, Man's Best Robot Friend, Robotic Pets Help Elders Reduce Pill Dependency and Lower Stress. A 2016 study in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease showed that dementia patients who engaged in therapy with Paro, a plush-covered, harp-sealed robot made in Japan with more advanced technology than Hapro's companion pet, displayed decreased stress, lower anxiety, and reduced medication use over a three-month period. The results showed a 6.8 reduction in antidepressants and 10% reduction in pain medications. A January 2023 article from FrontiersIn.org reports that current evidence suggests that pet robots can elicit positive impacts on several psychosocial dimensions of people with dementia and long-term care settings, such as reduced agitation, improved mood, and social interactions. Anthropomorphism of robots is a question being considered by social scientists and seems to have ethical questions related to it. It could stress the person with dementia out if they can't distinguish the robot from a real animal and see that their pet isn't eating or drinking and getting worried. According to Frontiers Inn, you don't actually want somebody associating with it as if it was a real animal because that could cause further distress down the line if they feel, well, I've never seen it eating or it doesn't seem to be drinking. They could be stressors to the person with dementia. Now, I can sympathize with this opinion. However, it was given by someone with an experience with robot pets and their impact on the elderly. Having the experience and perspective that I have now, I see the benefits outweighing this concern. I also explained to my mother at times like the dinner hour when I have to take away her pet that it's time for me to feed the dog and then it needs to nap. She accepts this and so the care of the animal never really has to be a concern for her, her or any owner. Staff aides can do the same if there is no family to help. Another positive statement from a person with experience in the study explains, when conversing with residents about the pet robots, participants appeared to go along with their reality, speaking about the robots as if they were real animals. Quote, we will say to our residents, is this little kitten okay here in the basket, or is he okay here? If that's their reality and they believe the cat is real, they're happy with that. There are suggestions that over time the robot pet will lose its effectiveness compared to that of real dogs. A Danish study in 2016 found that study participants responded to and communicated with real dogs and Paro, the robot dog, equally in the first six weeks of exposure. But over time, the robot seal failed to maintain the attention at the same level. Further advances in robo-pet technology could create more long-term benefits. Since robot pets have to be turned on and off, they can't provide spontaneous companionship with seniors. But I'm here to attest to my direct observations of the positive impact over a long period of time that my mother obtains, and from the response of not only dementia patients at the facility, but from the residents of the assisted living community who respond positively to my mom's pet bot and want one for themselves. The fact that my mom sees the pet as if for the first time each time it's presented is one example to counter the argument of the failure of the robots to maintain the same attention of the consumer. My mom has fresh responses day to day and they're always joyful. She comes to life and immediately begins speaking to the animal. So it's well documented that robot animals have a benefit for those with dementia. But what about those on the neurodiverse spectrum? I haven't been able to find much in the way of research on the impact of robot pets on neurodiverse individuals. However, I did find a study that talked about both humanoid robots and animal robots and the positive impact they can have on children 
who are hospital-bound and those with severe autism to help them in the area of socialization, companionship, and communication. The gist of the report from the National Library of Medicine is a report entitled A Systematic Review of Research on Robot-Assisted Therapy for Children with Autism. It says that children with autism may be interested in playing with an interactive robot. Moreover, the robot can engage these children in ways that demonstrate essential aspects of human interaction, guiding them in therapeutic sessions to practice more complex forms of interaction found in social human-to-human -human interactions. Socially, assistive robotics is the research area on how robots assist people through social interaction. Using robots during therapy sessions has benefits because individuals with ASD require the types of physical interaction that can be provided by robots since they have challenges communicating with real people. Moreover, many studies have implemented RAAT, Robot Assisted Autism Therapy, solutions to help children with ASD develop social communication, education, and many other skills for their social world. Overall, we can assert that robot-assisted therapy is a promising field of application for intelligent social robots, especially to support children with ASD in achieving their therapeutic and educational objectives, such as social and emotional development, communication and interaction development, cognitive development, motor development, sensory development, and areas other than developmental ones. A study entitled Robotic Animals Might Aid in the Social Development of Children with Autism investigated whether a robotic dog might aid in the social development of children with autism. Eleven children diagnosed with autism ages 5 to 8 interacted with the robotic dog Aibo, A-I-B-O, and, during a different period within the same experimental session, a simple mechanical toy dog called Kasha, K-A-S-H-A which had no ability to detect or respond to its physical or social environment. Results showed that, in comparison to Kasha, the children spoke more words to Ibo and, more often, engaged in three types of behavior with Ibo typical of children without autism. Verbal engagement, reciprocal interaction, and authentic interaction. In addition, there was suggestive evidence that children interacted more with Ibo and, while in the Ibo session, engaged in fewer autistic behaviors. In another article entitled Neuroscience News, Robots Could Replace Real Therapy Dogs, animals, especially dogs, can have therapeutic benefits for children and young people. A paper published in the International Journal of Social Robotics has found that robotic animal Miro-E can be just as effective and may even be a better alternative. Dr. Leon Proops from the Department of Psychology who supervised the study said, We know that real dogs can provide calming and enjoyable interactions for children increasing their feelings of well-being, improving motivation, and reducing stress. There are lots of positives to using a robotic animal over a therapy dog. They can be thoroughly cleaned and can work for longer periods of time. They can also be incredibly lifelike, mirroring the movements and behavior of a real animal, such as wagging their tails to show excitement, expressing emotions through the sounds and color, turning their ears towards sounds, and even going to sleep. As I mentioned earlier, I've experienced even elderly people who are more cognitively intact admire my mom's dog, and some even want one. And there is intrinsic value here for the elderly that I believe can umbrella the neurodiverse population. It lessens loneliness, reduces agitation, can reduce the need for medication, enhance mood, increase attention span and language abilities, and improve communication. If this intrigues you, take some time to explore and investigate on your own. The cost for such pets is not astronomical. Prices do vary. 
I'll include a best of robots dog link on my resource page of the website. And for better or worse, AI is here, folks, so buckle up. <laughs>
while remembering to attend to the areas of your own mental, physical, and if you're inclined, spiritual health, enabling you to be all you hope to be for them. I want to thank you for your patience this summer. It's been a little busy, extra busy summer, and I haven't had the opportunity to record as many podcasts, but I'll be back on track starting next week with a wonderful episode where I interview an expert in the area of dyslexia. All music heard on today's show comes from Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Special Ed Rising and on my website, specialadrising.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, tell your friends. You can contact me directly with questions, comments, or if you're interested in parent coaching through my email, specialadrising at gmail.com, or my contact page is on Facebook or my website. If you'd like to share some of your success stories with the audience, then please send them to my email. Let's show the world what's possible. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd like to learn more about. And until next time, peace and keep rising.